Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 560 for November 16 through 22, 2020. This week is dominated by two aspect patterns, a four-month grand cross radiates service and compassion, and a hard rectangle catalyzes relationship shift. We also have the sun entering Sagittarius and eight bonus aspects that are not in my written forecast. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and a video, so you can choose whatever format you prefer. The video version includes detailed chart graphics, which you can also see in my written forecasts at astroshaman.com. This Week in Astrology is honored to be one of the internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. And if you have not already done so, be sure to click the link in the show notes for two chances to win a free Astrology Plus session with me each month. What's old as we come into this week? We have a waxing moon, three planets remain retrograde, Neptune through November 28, Chiron through December 15, and Uranus through January 14th. So let's get into this week's events. On Monday, November 16, we have our first bonus aspect, Venus square Jupiter. Venus is at 23 Libra and Jupiter is at 23 Capricorn. Let's start with just the planets. Venus and Jupiter are actually the classic benefics of ancient astrology. Venus is the lesser benefic, Jupiter is the greater benefic. So for starters, some good stuff could happen with these two guys connecting. Uh, when we get down to their archetypal meanings, Venus is has several core meetings. Let's start with relationship. Jupiter square Venus could expand whatever's going on in your relationship field, whether you consider it good or bad. So enjoy the good stuff that's happening and be ready to do some good relational work if challenging things are coming up. As always, I recommend the Nonviolent Communication System. The book by Marshall Rosenberg is awesome. If you would like a formal system with whoever you're in relationship with, whatever challenge is coming up, that system is the best I'm aware of. Uh, Venus is also creativity. So a Jupiter-Venus square could be a strong amplification of your muse. So if you're an artist or do creative stuff, then get busy with your uh, creative stuff because this is an awesome energy to boost that. All these aspects last at least a week either side of the date unless I specify otherwise. Next bonus aspect on Tuesday, November 17, Mercury opposing Uranus. That's Mercury at 8 Scorpio and Uranus is at 8 Taurus. So Mercury and Uranus, a natural pairing because Uranus is Mercury's higher octave. Uranus is divine mind, Mercury is human mind. And when they connect with this, the second strongest aspect in astrology, it's a powerful connection potentially. So it's a great time to, um, if you're all stuck in your left brain, to say, hey, divine, my divine self, whatever you call on for that uh, upper part of your consciousness, say, hey, I'm open to some intuitive hits because Uranus is the master of intuitive flash and say, I'm willing to relax and, and soften my left brain a little bit, leave a little space for you. Just come on in, give me the hit. And in my experience, uh, in, intuitive hits are infallible. It comes from your higher self, the part that created you. It knows your best course of action, and you're always wise to follow that wisdom. Uh, also, if you want to get a little more mundane, just uh, you could also use words like, oh, I feel more ingenious, uh, lots more creative ideas. My mind works faster, quicker, all that sort of thing. With Mercury and Scorpio, the mind wants to go deep. So you also could get hits where you could be inspired to go deep into, you know, more deep, intense uh, probing, uh, research, detective work in the mind field. Ha, huh, mind field. I made a pun and didn't even know it. 
Um, so those are some great ways to use Mercury-Uranus opposition. On Thursday, November 19th, a four-month Grand Cross radiates service and compassion. Grand Crosses usually breed challenge, but the one starting today has huge potential for soul-aligned compassion, unconditional love, and service to a higher cause. This aspect pattern also holds this opportunity open for a long time, four months. It includes Vesta, Neptune, and the lunar nodes. It starts today on November 19, peaks twice on December 25th, Christmas Day, and February 15th due to Vesta stationing retrograde, and will end on March 18th. So lots of time to work with this. Vesta represents support for a higher cause that does not directly benefit you. Neptune radiates unconditional love and compassion. Of course, you might get benefit just from the joy and good feeling you get from serving that cause. The lunar nodes represent life purpose, plus they're in the axis of communication, north node Gemini, south node Sagittarius. This suggests that part of your service to this cause might include spreading the word about it. Learning more about it is also supported. Also here on November 19, we have two Saturn aspects. First, Sun sextile Saturn. The Sun is at 27 Scorpio and Saturn is at 27 Capricorn. So for starters, Sun and Saturn with a soft aspect like a sextile, although an energizing one, lots of productivity energy. Saturn loves to accomplish work. And a sextile says, let's flow some of that Saturnian good stuff help you be mature, responsible, manage your time well, plan the work and work the plan, and bring it into your personality and your vitality represented by the sun. Now, the sun is in Scorpio still, so that means that you could use this productivity to go deep into shadow work. You could step into your wealth and power manifestation, um, bring powerful change to the world, change yourself. All those are good ways to use the uh, Sun in Scorpio, you could engage in occult activity like astrology or like you're doing right now or whatever, whatever kind of behind the scenes kind of work you want to do that involves more than just the five senses and the normal physical world. We've also got Venus square Saturn. Venus is at 27 Libra and Saturn is still at 27 Capricorn. Um, this gets a little more intense because Venus, of course, is relationships. Saturn can bring challenge. So we just had another Venus aspect we just spoke about. So this could bring a little more challenge to that. Um, good time to look deeply into any structural things that need attention in your relationships. Again, nonviolent communication is my favorite modality for that. Um, also, if you want to just say, I've got a perfectly awesome relationship, but let's, do we have the optimal structure? I'm a believer that, you know, nothing is ever ultimately perfected and things can always go to the next level. So, hey, even if the relationship's fine, is there something we want to do to make it even better? Creatively speaking, Venus is the artist, Saturn, again, good, solid productivity energy. Um, if you're in your authority, the thing with Saturn aspects is if you have outsourced your authority and your control, then you tend to be controlled by Saturn and restricted by it. If you've stepped into Saturn, the, the positive qualities I mentioned earlier, you're mature, responsible, planning the work, working the plan. Everyone else is an advisor to you. They do not control you. Then Saturn tends to come into your corner and be a much more friendly planet. So if you are in your authority, then you could get a lot of great work done, a lot of creative work with Venus square Saturn. And even that isn't all here on November 19th. We have two more bonus aspects, Mercury quintiles. Mercury is quintile both Pluto and Jupiter today. First one is 
Mercury quintile Pluto. Mercury is at 11 Scorpio. Pluto is at 23 Capricorn. Mercury quintile Jupiter is a little later. Mercury has moved up to 12 Scorpio there. Jupiter is at 24 Capricorn. So let's look at this in context. Mercury is the mind, learning, and communicating. Uh, Pluto and Jupiter recently were conjunct. I talked about that, I believe, in the prior week's episode. And that's how it's got all kinds of meanings. But broadly speaking, this is going to be a very powerful creative amplification of Mercury. You're going to have all kinds of inspiration to help you learn better and communicate better, whether that's verbal communication, writing, videos, whatever you're doing. Uh, there's a magical creative juju available in your thinking and spreading out to the world, whatever you want to communicate. With Mercury and Scorpio, there might be a desire to, to tell the honest truth about stuff. I like the high side of Scorpio where you're just honest and telling it like it is. Um, and that would be a wonderful way to use this energy with Mercury, Quintal, Pluto, and Jupiter. Well, we're finally done with the 19th. Let's go on to Saturday, November 21. The sun enters Sagittarius at 3.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, the largest gas giant in our solar system. So it's not surprising that Sagittarius has more meanings than any other sign. Sagittarian energies that you can more easily partner with over the next month include questing and adventuring, the wisdom giver, professor, philosopher, or guru, the advanced student, religion, philosophy, and the meaning of life, luck, foreign countries, long distance travel, people and influences from other cultures, joy, euphoria, and exuberance. So a whole month of that. Have fun with that. Uh, also, we have an aspect pattern today. A hard rectangle catalyzes relationship shift. Is there some change that would help an important relationship better align with your life purpose, perhaps even a dramatic change? It could happen voluntarily or involuntarily under the influence of a hard rectangle with Venus, Uranus, and the lunar nodes. It starts here on November 21, peaks on the 26th, and ends on the 29th. Venus represents relationships. Her placement in Scorpio can influence you to dive deep into the hidden underpinnings of relationship dynamics. What unhealed emotional wounds are driving dysfunctional behavior? My healing invocation, linked in the show notes, might help. Where is there opportunity to connect more deeply and authentically? If the relationship is romantic, how about some sexual experimentation or jumping to a new level of soul-blended lovemaking? Uranus represents unconventional thinking, paradigm shift, and intuitive hits. If a relationship does not align with your soul purpose, represented by the lunar nodes, Uranus might just throw an unexpected lightning bolt to shake things up. If he does, watch for intuitive hits on how to make your connection even more wonderful. This hard rectangle can also pop down fresh creative inspiration, as well as new insights on how to deal with your finances. Let's move on to Sunday, November 22nd. We have two subtle Mercury aspects, Mercury quintile Saturn and Mercury quincunx Mars. Mercury quincunx Saturn, we have Mercury there at 16 Scorpio. Saturn is at 28 Capricorn. Let's start with that one. This is um, creatively structured thinking. Saturn represents the structure. Quintile is creativity and genius. So um, it could be you're getting a lot of creative ideas on very practical matters in that case. And as I've already talked about, Mercury and Scorpio likes to go deep, likes to get to the bottom of things and can stick with things really well. 
We've also got Mercury quincunx Mars. Mercury is at 16 Scorpio, Mars is at 16 Aries. Um, this energizes Mercury, but it's a little bit wiggly because it's a quincunx. Um, if you're not really on top of your thinking, then you may find your thinking kind of energized, but in a wonky way. So all I can say is if you are able to get into that space of, of your awakened self where you're just the witness, then the thought field tends to calm down and an aspect like Mercury quincunx Mars just tends to energize thought without disrupting it so much. I hope that's helpful. Uh, it is a general broad energizer of thought and communication, but some adjustment is needed. So that's the events for this week. But I also want to tell you that the astrology of 2020 has already turned the world upside down. So what can we expect in 2021? I'll present my free annual forecast lecture via Zoom for the Asheville Friends of Astrology on Friday, November 20th at 7 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And you are welcome to join us. I'll put special focus on 2021's headline event, a powerful Saturn-Uranus square that lasts the entire year. One of its central themes will be the rapid breakdown of existing structures, as well as the quick rise of new ones. Uh, one example of that, obviously, Biden has won the election and the structures that the Trump administration has been putting in over the last four years here in America will be transformed into the vision that Biden has for the country a little bit more. Not that there won't be challenge. Saturn could be represented there by the Senate, which we still don't know at this point if it's going to be dominated by Democrat or Republican. But um, I'm sure there will be fireworks aplenty and both the desire for breakthrough Uranus and resistance to that change Saturn. There's many ways that plays. That's just one example that's timely at the moment I'm recording this. I will also predict in this forecast lecture when the square's effects will be most powerful based on the timing of Mars, Saturn, Uranus, T-squares, and other catalyzing events. I'll also discuss the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in the first degree of Aquarius on December 21 of 2020 and its continuing effects in 2021. Does the extraordinary timing of this great conjunction mark the true beginning of the Aquarian age? Additional topics will include Saturn in Aquarius and Jupiter in both Aquarius and Pisces. We'll explore the 2021 eclipses and the surprising prominence of Vesta in 2021's aspect patterns. Is it time to devote more time and energy to serving the greater good? Also, I want to tell you that everyone is welcome to participate in most live Awakening Plus calls for free. These calls support your individual healing and awakening and also support the current global spiritual awakening. Here are brief descriptions of our remaining November events. Every Thursday, we do New Earth Support. 8 p All these events are at 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. We'll create our sacred container, invoke embodied awakening, and then flow energy to support the more awakened New Earth currently blossoming. Our intention is always the same, but the divine keeps it fresh by providing endless variations on this amazing experience. Thankfully, one thing remains consistent, the personal spiritual upgrades and profound bliss we always receive. Everyone is welcome to this. It usually lasts around an hour. Then on Tuesday, November 17th, we have group healing, immunity boosting, and awakening. Enhanced immunity is good to have, especially in the midst of this pandemic, now that it seems worse than ever, especially. So we call it in along with embodied awakening and personal healing. That'll last 60 to 90 minutes. 
and we've got a shamanic awakening ceremony, the most popular event we do on Tuesday, November 24th. This intense experience combines the healing power of shamanism with my complete invocation cycle for embodied awakening. We begin by invoking safe, sacred space supported by many powerful divine beings of love and light. And then we do a series of invocations to help each person move into embodied awakening. In embodied awakening, you'll experience the integration of your light body and physical body. This creates union with your higher self, a profoundly peaceful state, free of thought and troubling emotions. During the healing part, I ratchet up the energy to high intensity. I typically use voice, rattles, and drum to help clear your heavy energies. When the celestial energy comes in, I may use angelic chimes or other high vibration instruments. These will help you move into your deepest possible awakened state. Yummy. This one lasts about two hours. Awakening Plus features at least seven live streaming events each month. Most are open to everyone for free. The archive of over 275 transformative events and enlightening course content, including the new 16-part Invocation Masterclass, is available exclusively to members. Members also benefit from community support, including the new monthly community connection calls and our private forum. You can learn more about all this cool stuff at awakeningplus.com. By the way, if you've already checked out the membership in the past, as of November 15, I'm adding new membership levels, new stuff is coming in. It's like a whole new membership in some ways. The best of what's been there, but cool new stuff on top. Thanks once again for being here. I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. As I said, I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one -on -one services are equally effective in person or long distance. And during the pandemic, my rates are much lower. I also offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn about all this and more at astroshaman.com. You want to go to the show notes, check out all the things I've linked there, go to astroshaman.com slash 560. Again, astroshaman.com slash 560. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com. My number for voice and text 828-338-9852. I would love to connect with you. We are wrapping up. Please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so that others who also love astrology and spirituality can find it. Thanks again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.